Welcome to the Nathan Bitzer Show. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a news story created by 60 Minutes Australia on the carnivore diet. I have a panel of co-hosts with Lenny Lee and my go-to guy, Dwayne, to discuss our feedback on the news story. The carnivore diet is a newer way of eating. By its nature, it is a ketogenic lifestyle. Some people have noticed elimination or improvement in some health issues, as well as weight loss by adhering to a strict carnivore diet. Even with this, it is still pretty controversial as it seems extreme to some. This podcast is not intended to be medical advice. Please consult with your physician before making any changes to your diet or medications. All episodes of the Nathan Bitzer Show are recorded on the Clubhouse app, and you can join the audience live as well. You can follow me on the Clubhouse app or on the Clubhouse My Keto Recovery for episode recording notices. I am a health coach and can be hired at NathanBitzer.com or MyKetoRecovery.com. You can also follow me on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same username, MyKetoRecovery. Welcome to uh, my podcast here. So um, for those of you on Clubhouse, I did pin a link at the top of the room. Uh, It was published by 60 Minutes Australia which is titled Carnivore Diet and Other Wellness Myths Busted. Um, I'm going to be kind of covering the story about it today. Uh, kind of give you a rough synopsis of at least what I, in my opinion, what they what they kind of talked about. And, um, you know, what things I kind of liked, what things I thought maybe could have been explained better. Um, and just to give you my background, um, Lenny's got a background in journalism. He worked as a reporter. Is that correct, Lenny? Is that, if I use that title? Yes, I was a public radio reporter for 10 years. 10 years. So he's got a journalism background. I myself uh, was a mass communications major in college and worked in television news for a little less than a year right out of college. And then I wanted to make money, so I left. (laughs) But I I was in the industry a little bit, but I'm very, very entry level. Uh, Not nearly the experience Lenny has by any means. Uh, I was just a PA, a production assistant, basically. But I did, uh, did get trained in college for it as well. And that's kind of the, what I'm going to be covering uh, in that. So the story kind of starts out, as I say, the title is called Carnivore, uh, um, let me see, Carnivore Diet and Other Wellness Myths Busted. So you would think it's going to be mostly about the carnivore lifestyle, the diet, whatever you want to call it. However, it starts out, it talks about um, well, the intro that the reporter gives, who is uh, Tom Steinfort, he's an Australian. Um, I'm not, I've actually watched other stories from 60 Minutes Australia. Um, they, I can't remember what they refer. I don't know if it's true crime or something else or, but I, I've, I, I have been exposed to them, not for other related reasons. And they seem to do an okay job. Um, and um, yeah, so it start, he, he kind of starts out in his introduction. Um that uh, kind of insinuates in his introduction, like people are usually at home, they're feeling fine. And then these health influencers on social media kind of try to find out things that are wrong. And I think he kind of implies that maybe these influencers are, influencers are suggesting that things are wrong with people and, um, and, and kind of goes from there. And again, I'm just giving an overview. I'm not gonna try to give my criticism right away. I'm just gonna try to give you an overview of what I interpreted. Um, and that they were usually after money and not so much health. That's kind of how he sets this up. Um, 
so what it first starts out with is Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, um, and it talks about her business. Her, her company is called Goop, G-O-O-P. Um, I don't know if that stands for something, but I know they make candles, and I kid you not, and I'm going to mention some of this on a po- podcast. It's a little sensitive, but they're vagina-scented candles. Take what you will with that. Uh, and other fitness trends that she has. Um, one of them is where she does like uh, intermittent fasting, which I'll kind of cover as well. Uh, the other one is she does IV drips when she does fasting, which I had never heard of until I saw this story where they, they actually get um, uh, things plugged in. So it talks about her company, talks about her, that she's got a net worth of like 250 million. They didn't really mention, or they kind of insinuated that maybe that's where um, most of her money came from was this health business, but I'm guessing the majority of it probably came from her acting. I don't know for sure. I mean, she could have um, got most of it from this company. Um, but yeah, it talks about these IV drips in, in an association with a gentleman by the name of Dr. William Cole, who I was not familiar with as well. Who He runs a telehealth agency, charges about a thousand bucks an hour. Uh, he's I think she was on his podcast or vice versa, one of the two. And they kind of talked about the IV thing uh, that she does. So she basically puts an IV with, I don't know, uh, the chemicals they have. One was glutathione. And the other one I'll try to pronounce. It is phytophosphylacholine. Um, And I don't know what the necessarily benefits of that that are. They didn't really explain it in the story. Um, But she she kind of swears by these IV drips. and uh, this doctor that she teamed with, Dr. Cole, um, like I say, charges about a thousand bucks an hour. Um, and they did talk about intermittent fasting. So that was kind of the interesting point. And I thought that was kind of like outrageous. And to me, that kind of just seems like common knowledge. But I think my bias is probably showing a little bit because just because I've been in this lifestyle and I naturally, even before this lifestyle, I didn't intermittent fast. So, um, but they, she talked about having like bone broth for lunch and she usually breaks her fast around noon, which is almost the same window as I, I do as well. Um, and then they talked about another uh, gentleman by the name of Dr. Idrius Mughal, uh, who's a critic and watchdog of these fad diets and quote wellness trends. Um, and you see him criticizing the IV drips that Gwyneth Paltrow has. Um, and one thing he says, um, I probably have a lot of agreement with, is a lot of these health issues could be solved by eating food and drinking water. And I'm like, well, you know, we're kind of in agreement there. I, I, I agree with a lot of that too. Um, and then uh, talked about her um, intermittent fasting and um, kind of addressed her IV as well. Um, oh, or, and yeah, he, I'm sorry. He, he addressed her IV or her intermittent fasting, not so much her IV. Um, but he did a little later in a, in the story as well, just address the IV thing. Um, and then, uh, he, but they also showed him other stories of random people. He was criticizing, like one woman was criti- criticizing, uh, getting her nutrition through a feeding tube. Uh, another man talked about bread causing depression. Like they just took basically that almost verbatim off of his reel or whatever it was on social media. And I, I don't know what the context of that was, but. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that either. And I mean, they're, you know, we're in this lifestyle. So again, I'm trying to avoid my criticism. So again, I'm just going through what explaining what they said. Um, and he, but anyway, this doctor who's kind of a watchdog kind of believes that trends are trying to, um, tr- to make a problem where there isn't one. 
Um, and reporter states, uh, and then the reporter states, if you have an issue, then they, they have the solution. And then the doctor, Mughal, uh, talks about how social media influencers, um, they, they basically are talking about what is happening, uh, or they basically get popular because, you know, the algorithms and social media kind of, and it, and it pops up in people's feeds and then they hear about these people and he thinks most of them are bogus. Um, as well. And then it talks about um, Elise Lumen, Luminen, um, who was a former executive at Gwyneth Paltrow's company, and talk, stated about how um, she's kind of broke away as of 2020 from her company and basically shuns most like health and wellness trends as well. And she just wanted to create a podcast and write about you know, how people could improve themselves. And I kind of agree with that as well. You know, I, I think that's a good way to focus on, on getting the word out on health and wellness as well. Um, and Goop, the company that Gwyneth Paltrow um, allegedly described themselves as the tip of the wellness spear, because um, that's kind of how they had. And she was a higher up executive. I don't know if they called her a creative consultant or creative chief creative content creator or something pretty high up, uh, seemed to have a very uh, close association with Gwyneth Paltrow. So, um, but now she's kind of a critic of most of the wellness industry um, and wants wellness to be outside of business constraints. Um, and like she says, she just wants to do her podcast and write. And, um, and the other thing she kind of talked about a little bit, and this will kind of roll into another story, is she was really obsessed with her Apple watch and looking at her health and, she would be looking at readings and thinking like, oh, something's wrong. And her dad, who was a physician, was like, just calm down. Like, you don't have to worry about what your Apple Watch is saying. You know, if you really have concerns, go to a doctor. I don't know if you said that latter part, but um, so she was really like, kind of felt like she was overanalyzing, um, probably bordering on orthorexia, which I'll talk about a little later here because that'll come up in the story. Um, and then we finally come to it about just after 12 minutes into the story, which is just under a half hour. I think it's like 27, 28 minutes. Uh, Dr. Chafee comes in, Dr. Anthony Chafee, who is a carnivore. He, he's been carnivore for over five years. Um, and they, the, and they did do an edit here and they basically showed this clip twice in the story. And I don't know if it was for editing purposes, like they made a trailer for a commercial in between, but it could have been, but they literally asked him, so when's the last time you had a vegetable? And he said, oh, it's been five and a half years. And then the reporter comes back with another question. And, he, and his only answer was vegetables can, t can kill you. Um, it comes back later in the story. And I think they kind of re-edited it. But basically, if you rewatch the same clip, he asked a, somebody at, as he was going through med school that, you know, he, did, he said he didn't feed or he didn't eat vegetables and he didn't feed his kids vegetables. And he asked him why, and his quote was, vegetables can kill you. It was the exact same clip that they had. So they kind of re-edited that in. Um, so the, the way you see it the first time, it sounds like he's just saying that blatantly, which I think he kind of still, he does kind of believe. But the way it came back the second time around is, well, he was quoting a professor that he went to school with who um, avoids most vegetables, it sounds like. Um, I don't know if I necessarily personally agree with vegetables can kill you. I think it's a little extreme, but uh, I'm getting into my opinion and I said I'd save that. But, um, but yeah, he talks about the health comparison uh, that 
basically says, you know, you can get all of your meat from your nutrition that you can get from plants, but you can't get all your nutrition from plants that you can get in meat. Like there's some gaps there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and he says, you don't have to eat plants for optimal health. Describes carnivore as, uh, as animal products only. Um, and then reporter kind of says, well, you know, traditional practitioners would say that's not healthy. Uh, and then a great quote from Dr. Chafee was that, well, traditional practitioners have, practitioners have been leading us down the road for decades now, and we have all these health issues and people are getting fatter and sicker. And he's like, so what's going on? Um, and I thought that was kind of a good take on it. And then uh, Dr. Chafee actually takes the reporter to a restaurant where they're just like frying up steaks. It looked like a glorious place. Um, and, uh, and the reporter gets a steak as well, but also orders a side salad. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a joke. And I think he, uh, Dr. Chafee, um, you know, took it in stride. Um, but he was only, he only eats beef and lamb primarily. And then, um, and then the reporter, you know, later on talks about how he found a, a big following because of this lifestyle and, um, says that he's in the minority. Um, and then it goes against conventional wis wisdom. Um, and then he makes a comparison. Well, a lot of people used to think the world was flat. And now they don't because they got more information, more or less, is kind of what he says. Um, and then again, they have the, as I was mentioning earlier, the, the plants are going to kill you. He was talking about his, um, oh, or actually, this is the third time it comes up, but it's in a separate reel he makes. I think he was on a podcast interview. And the gentleman before, uh, Idrius uh, Mugal, Dr. Idrius Mugal, states that, well, plants are doing a lousy job um, if they're trying to kill us. Um, so he made that point. Um, and then it goes back and uh, talks about um, Dr. Idrius Mugal, talks about general lifestyle principles, focus on him. So that's basically the end of the whole carnivore discussion. Um, and it was probably like a five or six six, maybe seven minute segment in that whole story. Um, probably, I'd say probably five or less, actually, now that I think about it. I didn't see when it stopped. But this Dr. Mughal um, talks about, you know, general lifestyle uh, principles. They're well established for decades. Uh, fitness, uh, you know, we focus on fitness five times a week of moderate intensity for 30 minutes. Consume mostly plant-based food, limit your red meat, eating lots of whole grains. Uh, and that, that'll bring you to optimal health. And the reporter says, well, that seems boring. And he's like, well, boring isn't trendy on social media. So, um, and then it talks about a teenager. So there's about like six or seven different segments throughout this whole story about different things. Um, it talks about this teenager, Sophie Smith. Um, I don't know how old she was. She was maybe in her early 20s. But growing up as a teenager, she suffered from orthorexia, which I had to Google because I know anorexic and bulimic and some other eating disorders, but I didn't know what it was. Um, but basically it's an obsession with healthy eating and restrictive behaviors. And then, you know, having an eating disorder because of that. Um, and it talks about her health implications she had. She was thinner, she had a twin sister and she was obviously thinner uh, than her. Um, I don't know if I would consider her sick, but um, I, I don't know for sure, but obviously it was a concern. It was a health issue for her. Um, a uh, eating disorder. Um, like she would pass on birthday cake, eating treats at Christmas and felt it would cause her harm if she did. So, um, so there was that aspect of it. And I kind of indicated the woman who used to work for Gwyneth Paltrow, 
um, Elise, um, that she was kind of bordering on something like that. Uh, that's not what she was, you know, she didn't indicate that that's what it was, but it kind of sounded like she might be heading that direction where she was very fixated on health. Um, so another gentleman, they take another pivot switch, uh, Jimmy uh, Servai, uh, an Australian. He um, basically thinks the health industry should get a get a health check, basically. He has a court dispute with a social media influencer from Australia by the name of Jessica Seppel. Um, and she has a company called JS Health and they make supplements and vitamins. Um, and he basically is, this Jimmy Servai has basically um, been making products um, where he's undercutting like a lot of her products and showing price comparisons. Um, and that's basically just doing it for a fraction of the cost, about half is what he says of what this woman is doing. Cause he's like, I can make these products and make them cheaper. So, um, his, co his company is called life botanics. Um, and, um, he, he talks about a startup and he, he's very critical of this Jessica Seppel and her company and thinks that they're trying to make money and not trying to improve health. And they found, he found a niche market by undercutting his rivals and he considers himself the Aldi of the industry. Um, and has concerns about uh, the industry and talks about, um, he kind of feels as well, some people are bringing up these health issues that don't really need fixing and um, that, they, uh, that they're just after profit. Um, so it goes back to Dr. Cole, who was kind of an associate, associated with Gwyneth Paltrow and talks about, one of the concerns is a lot of these products that these, these companies, all these companies make, or these trends that they're kind of inferring um, are kind of health concerns for what they call, quote, rich white people and promotes a kind of health that's unavailable to the average person um, because they're insinuating you have to buy a lot of these products and that, you know, if you're wealthy, you can afford it. But, you know, if you're just an average person, you're going to go bankrupt. Um, oh, and the one thing I forgot to mention at the very beginning, they, they started the story off after the intro um, talking about a health retreat where they did the uh, what is it like? Um, they would do like, like you align your chakras and uh, kind of like yoga almost. Uh, they called this one thing sound bowl therapy, where they rub this thing around a bowl of water and it makes a sound. And allegedly, it's supposed to do that. And you spend 700 bucks a night and they kind of focused on that. Well, they ended the story with this place. Um, and then they did like a brain cerebellum functionality test to check your dexterity or something. And they state that. Um, you know, there's not the one thing they did state uh, was uh, that there's not one cure for health wellness goals, uh, and that you should always focus on the basic, the basics, and maybe coming to their facility would be kind of drowning drowning out the noise for help. So, I kind of gave a really rough overview. <clears throat> Basically, I, I'm going to talk about what I liked about the story, and what um, I thought was either kind of misleading or um, maybe could have done better. Um, I under, I, and, uh, uh, and I'll kind of go from there. So basically what I think what happened, uh, what, here's what I like. You should, they say you should always start with what, what was positive. I think they explained the carnivore lifestyle pretty well as, as far as like what it is. Um, and, and those kind of things, I understand that they're covering a lot of things. They're going like six or seven different ways in a 27 minute story. So, 
they only have so much time. I, as a journalist, I, or somebody who's worked in journalism, not me, I'm not a journalist. Um, I, I know that I understand those constraints. You know, you're trying to get out the important information um, and um, trying to explain things and kind of get a basic understanding. But um, I think I think they explained what the carnivore lifestyle was. I think Dr. Chafee's line um, that he referred to, you know, general practitioners, you know, people are getting sicker and, you know, general practitioners don't have it figured out. So, you know, what, and just kind of raising those questions, I thought that was a great highlight as well. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty well. I didn't feel like it was, I mean, obviously some of it was kind of a negative spin on the carnivore lifestyle, but I think you're kind of going to get that and you kind of have to expect it. So, um, I, I, I think it's okay to criticize a lifestyle, especially when it's brand new, like it is, it hasn't been in a lot of circles, uh, for a long time. And a lot of people, um, you know, um, obviously it would have been great to see like people who have improved their health, but that's what they're doing. Um, so I would say though, that was the good points of the story. So my biggest problem was so much with the structure of the story that really caused me concern. Because again, I go back to the title, it says the carnivore diet and other health wellness uh, myths busted. So you think it's going to be about the carnivore diet and they're going to get into that right away. And they start off the first 10 plus minutes talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and her buddy that does a podcast and this guy who's a critic of wellness people. And they spend the first 10 minutes of that. So excuse me, the first third doesn't even have to do with the carnivore lifestyle, you know, third plus of the story. And I don't know, Lenny, Lenny will probably have his take on this as well. But when I was in college learning how to write a story, there was something called inverted pyramid. And basically what it is, it's like an upside down pyramid. And you put like the most important pieces of information at the top, and then you work your way down and kind of explain everything. And I don't want to turn this into something else, but I feel like journalism today is kind of focusing, like, they they basically want to write a creative headline. And then, you know, because they have to get clicks or they have to sell papers or they don't sell papers much anymore, but it's probably just getting eyes on it. So that's the big thing. So I think these editors, a lot of times, are just creating titles to get eyeballs on them. Um, And... um, yeah, so they're they're basically just doing that, and um, I, I think that's kind of what happened here a little bit because, like I said, the first third of the story they didn't even mention the carnivore diet until like they were a third of the way in. Um, so you have the like, Gwyneth Paltrow, and she's a little odd with some of her health and wellness. I mean, I mean, I understand our lifestyle might seem odd to people as well, so I can't pass judgment on others who don't really know a lot about it. But you know, we're looped in with these vagina scented candles and IV drips. Um, you know, they did mention intermittent fasting, I, um, but they kind of made it seem like that was kooky. And I didn't like, you're holding off breakfast. Like, is that really a bad thing? But I guess it's still kind of a radical idea. Um, and then, you know, they, this guy breaks in, uh, who's kind of a critic of wellness, um, wellness on social media. And then they kind of tie it into carnivore um, the one thing, the other thing with carnivore is you didn't see like Dr. Chafee, pro, pro, you know, promoting his products or anything like that. Like the one thing is, it's like, you know, how do you do the carnivore lifestyle? Oh, you eat meat. Like, well, you don't have to buy any special products for that. You know, you just make different choices at the grocery store. So 
the the fact that they tied the carnivore diet all with all these people who are like you know buying these um you, you know you go to these retreats you you get to these health and consulting online um you know you buy like Gwyneth Paltrow's goofy candles and IV drips and so it seemed made it seem like you know carnivore had these products these nonsense products that these other people might have been doing or I'll say nonsense I don't know if they're nonsense I haven't really evaluated them but some of them seem a little out there so that was it just seemed very odd the way that it that it was structured that way um and then carnivore was kind of looped in and like oh yeah look at carnivore and these other things and look at how they're all kind of weird um and radical and you know it it can be radical i don't deny that but the way the story was structured really bothered me um and um i understand again they they said other health myths wellness myths busted but I think that's what probably disturbed me the most. It's just that they kind of tied it in um, with things and they said, well, look at all these crazy products. But again, Carnivore didn't have any crazy products. They just, you know, talked to Dr. Anthony Chafee, his basic philosophy and, you know, a couple of quotes from him. Now I'm not, and the other thing I probably should disclose, I'm not Carnivore. I have done like a lion diet once or twice for like a month, month and a half um, just to uh, kind of experiment uh, as a food elimination. I think it's a great thing to do, but I enjoy having vegetables now and then. I don't think they're going to kill me. Um, I know that um, it's kind of a radical take, but um, I, I think most people can probably tolerate vegetables. Some do a lot better without them, so I don't ju- pass judgment on them as well. But for myself, I seem to do fine with them. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest thing that disturbed me. It was just the whole structure of the story and the kind of the framing that they had. Um, and the reporter, he can't learn everything, and I understand like he's going six or seven different directions with this story uh, and kind of how it is. But anyway, so that's kind of my basic thoughts of it. Um, Lenny, I don't know if you had anything to add or anything to contribute. If anyone has, has um, either wants to ask me or Lenny about the story, Lenny said he saw, saw about half of it. Um, you can come up on stage and ask questions, but uh, yeah, Lenny, go ahead and give me your thoughts. Yeah, no, no, I, I did watch the, you know, the entire section with, with the uh, carnivore doctor, so I, I, I got all of that. And, and Nathan, I got to say, that was an extremely thorough uh, synopsis and, and summary of the report. It's like, you know, talk about great cliff notes. You know, I think you sort of conveyed exactly what they, they did without having to sit through all 26 minutes of it. Um, what I, what I, with the perspective I'd like to add is, and I'm not going to discuss it right now, at least, you know, my views on carnivore, blah, 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 blah. Um, but at least provide a, a sort of a journalistic lens sort of for, you know, how I interpreted how they put together the story. You know, so like I said, I was a former public radio reporter, business reporter, not a health reporter. Um, but I can, I can provide some context, you know, and then, you know, certainly people have their own opinions about the mainstream news media, you know, whatever. Everybody's got an opinion about that. Um, but so let me sort of apply the context. Uh, of me as a former journalist. And so let me put myself in the position of, hey, if I was the editor who assigned this story, or if I was a reporter who did this story for 60 Minutes Australia, what might that process have looked like of ideation and putting this together? And I don't know. I've never worked with 60 Minutes Australia, like you said, Nathan. Uh, some of the reports I have seen from them seem, uh, you know, pretty on the money. Or, you know, it seems like good journalism. Um, so this is mostly hypothetical on my part. So that asterisk. And let me say this, too. Again, regardless of what people's feelings are about 
the mainstream news media. Um, my my feeling still is is that most journalists that I have worked with at the large mainstream media, you know, we're not talking about you know some of the fringe media out there. You know, most of them are conscientious you know, hardworking journalists who are dedicated to their craft and, and truthfully want to educate and inform people. You know, their goal is, and I, I mean this sincerely, their goal is to, you know, tell you something that you didn't know and that you should know and that you will be a more informed, educated person at the end of it, you know. But a lot, there's a lot of things that can sort of go haywire or, or sometimes even go sideways along the way and, and the path for doing that. Not every journalist gets it right every time. God knows, I certainly didn't. Um, and, and, you know, depending on the individual reporter or journalist, things can go sideways. But so, okay, so here's the deal. So let, let's say you know, I was assigned this story about, hey, talk about carnivore and other health, health diets. So the first thing is, when every, anybody ever called me with a news story, it's like, I don't care what it was. An alien landed in my backyard, you know, the mayor's corrupt, whatever. My initial reaction always was be skeptical. It's like, okay, that's potentially interesting. Lay it out for me and convince me that that is the case. So I always enter things with a skeptical mind. Now, in this case, Again, talking about, you know, carnivore and other sort of health fads. There's two approaches that make it a newsworthy story. Like, why should we do a story about this? It's that old cliche of if a dog bites a man, that's not news. Happens all the time. Big deal. If man bites dog, that's news. That doesn't happen all the time. You know, there was that big story today where the guy uh, was arrested in Seoul, Korea for climbing a 70-story building. Hey, that's news because that doesn't happen a lot. So if we're going to explore fad diets, there's or for any news story, there's two ways it becomes news. One is if you buck convention and the, head, the generic headline would sort of be what you thought about X isn't true. Like you thought for 40 years, whatever, that X was the case and it's not true. That's news. Or conversely, you can take, say, like you can do the outlier story and say, you know what? There's these outliers out there, and, and what they're doing is very interesting. And in this case, like, oh, my God, look at the people. There's this guy. This is doctor who only eats meat and never ate a vegetable. You know, and, and here is, you know, wacky Gwyneth Paltrow selling the vagina-scented candles. That's news. So you can either take either approach. You can buck the status quo, or you can look at the outliers. Now, here's the deal. So when you do a news story, especially an extended story like this, not a minute and a half house fire story on the six o'clock news, I think of it as like putting together a term paper in college. You have to have a thesis to it. You can't just randomly have it. You don't just have a debate, you know, and have, you know, you know, uh, you know, a vegan and a carnivore and you both get 30 seconds. You have to have a thesis to the story. And here's where it becomes problematic. Because once you establish that thesis, you, you kind of almost have a bias to your story. You're going down this track, you know, and unless you encounter some, a, a fact or an expert who tells you, like, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, you're going down the wrong track, you're kind of committed to that track. And, and that's what happened in this case. They kind of took the outlier track. 
like, oh my God, look at these wacky people eating nothing but meat, you know, doing IV drips that can't be healthy. And so I think they went into that with that mindset and, and that's how the story ended up turning out, you know? And, and so let me sort of sidetrack a little bit into my own personal views about carnivore. You know, I am, you know, I'm more or less ketovore at this point. Um, I'm not into the hardcore ketovore, like carnivore, like you were suggesting, Nathan. I've, I've gone to Dr. Paul Saladino's talks, um, the author of the carnivore code. They're very convincing. He lays out scientifically why he thinks vegetables are trying to kill you and, and why you should eat nothing but meat, you know? Um, and I came away from that thinking like, you know what? I can't be a hundred percent on board with that, but I am intrigued and I am willing to listen further to this. Um, you know, and I, I don't think they gave uh, the carnivore doctor, you know, enough of a, enough of an opportunity to lay out the case. You know, he talked about, you know, oh, vegetables are trying to kill you. Well, okay, tell me why you think vegetables are trying to kill you. Um, and the, the only good point I think that he got in, the only good punch he got in was this deal about, you know, we've been eating vegetables all this time and we're getting sicker into society. But that didn't go any further. Again, he didn't have an opportunity the way it was edited, or maybe he didn't do a good job of explaining that, of like, tell me more about this. So for whatever reason, whether the doctor didn't make the case or whether the reporters were sort of stuck on this thesis of we want to show this wacky carnivore thing is unhealthy, you know, there really wasn't an opportunity to explore the, the, the reasoning behind carnivore. And then people could disagree. People could say like, you know what? Yeah, you laid out the case, but, you know, I'm not buying it. But, but I don't think they, they give an adequate opportunity for someone to make the case. Like, here's the deal, Nathan, like you pointed out yourself, like with Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow and the IV drip, they sort of said she's doing this IV drip of this chemical. But they didn't explain, like, what are the supposed health benefits and, and what is the case for it? You know, and then again, you can agree or disagree with it. So that's why I think, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with the report but again you know i've been exposed to all the science about keto about intermittent fasting and about carnivore um you know and and they sort of the last thing i'll say is you know i, I they sort of defaulted to this um you know this myth busting doctor you know and and he he just parroted the old lines you know calories in calories out eat less move more you know eat a balanced diet you know, and it's like, ah, that's the best you could come up with. So, you know, I, I hope that's helpful, at least my perspective. And I think like how the, my guess on, on how the story came together and where I think they, they kind of missed the mark. Well, I hope that's helpful, Nathan. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lenny. Um, yeah. So um, I, I can't uh, agree with you a lot on, on how that was viewed as well. Um and I didn't try to make it sound like, a, oh, this is the media, they're screwing up another story. I didn't want to come off like that because, like I say, this reporter probably didn't know, I would guess, little to nothing about the carnivore lifestyle before he started the story. And um, I think now that I heard your perspective on the whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing, probably that's why they started off with her. She's uh, The name Gwyneth Paltrow is a lot more recognizable probably than the carnivore diet, like if you Google it. 
Um, I'm guessing because she's been around, I think, like, what, 25, 30 years now. Um, Academy Awards, I think, or at least been nominated. Um, you know, Winners for Shakespeare star. Love. What's that? Shakespeare Love. Oh, she won for that? Yes, she did. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so she's very world-renowned. Um, her name has probably got a lot more search results than the carnivore diet. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, if you tell, if you say the words carnivore diet and Gwyneth Paltrow to the average person, uh, a lot of chances are they're going to know what the Gwyneth, who Gwyneth Paltrow is over the carnivore diet. So um, I maybe since you brought that up, maybe that's why they started off the story that way um, was kind of framing it. Cause it's like, well, we got to keep people interested in the story. It's like almost a half hour long. So let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow first. Um, so um, I, I get that aspect of it, but it just kind of see, I, I don't want to say it seemed unfair because again, they're taking like four or five minutes to explain what the carnivore diet is. Um, and, you know, and trying to put it in with all these other stories and try to make a connection somehow, which kind of seemed muddled to me, but again, that's, I, I'll admit my personal bias on that. Um, and if they're going to say something negative about the lifestyle or kind of question it or be skeptical of it, I understand that. I get it. They're coming from the outside. So I can totally understand that. So I think it was just the whole structure of the story that bothered me because the title seemed like, oh, this is going to be about carnivore. And they didn't really bring it up till a third of the way in. And then when they did, it was discussed for like five or six minutes. And then they moved on to other stuff um, and kind of didn't really tackle carnivore again. And again, we talked about all these people having products and making money and stuff. And again, uh, a lot of these keto influencers, um, th here's the other thing too, like your Ken Berries um, and, and your, your things like that, they might have a book, they might have, you know, some things like that, but there's nothing that Ken Berry sells um, or uh, Vinnie Tortorich, who I admire as well that say, you know, this is going to make you live this lifestyle better. Like there, there's no product that they sell. And that's what I admire about a lot of people in our communities, um, in the low carb keto carnivore community is they basically say, there's nothing here that I can sell you that is going to make your diet more optimal. Um, there might be things that help with sleep and, you know, those kind of things they may or may not, but for having health and wellness in your lifestyle, that's what they're going to have. And it seemed like we kind of got grouped into these people like, oh, you need to be doing these IV drips. You need to be having these goofy candles. You got to have, um, you know, these really expensive like supplements to do well. And there's not, I, I won't say that they don't exist in our community, but the people who are, are really well-renowned in our community um, seem to not promote that. And they're just saying, look, focus on your basics and and do that. So that, that, that's, I, I really appreciate your thoughts, Lenny, because I know you have a lot more journalism experience than I did. And I don't know, I, I have to put my experience in quotation marks because I really don't have any experience um, writing or anything. Like I said, I, I worked in journalism, but I, I don't have any background in it. So uh, my go-to guy, Dwayne, uh, you popped up on stage. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> it would be unfair for me to actually comment specifically about the video because i didn't watch the video but what i did do was while you were talking and i was listening to you i had the transcript analyzed by an ai to kind of pull out a whole bunch of very specific points um just to kind of give some highlights and nathan you actually beat me to the point that i was trying to make uh that i want to make 
one of the points that of the eight that came up, the number one point, the first one says the wellness industry is a seven trillion dollar market, three times larger than traditional pharmaceutical industry, and it includes a variety of practices from yoga to clean eating and more controversial methods like coffee enemas and the carnivore diet. You know, the interesting thing that I find is when you think of whole food living, like uh, the keto lifestyle and the carnivore diet, there's no profiteering or propaganda attached to it in that scenario because it's suggesting an eating habit that's ancestral that has nothing to do with any kind of supplementation. And when you look at some of the other other points that were being made, um, Dr. Ed, a critic of the new wellness trends, argues that the wellness industry is more motivated by profits than health. And he believes that many people are being sucked into fads that aren't supported by, by medical science. And again, I'm not sure how the carnivore diet got wrapped up in this. I can see the the, the, the types of coffees and the, and the types of uh, overpriced supplements, uh, things that people align themselves with and say, this supplement will make you do this, or it will make you healthier, or it'll make you lose weight. And uh, much like you and much like the community that, that, uh, that I'm involved with, I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to being part of that scenario that says that anything outside of what would be a natural and progressive way of eating a whole food methodology to be wrapped up in a melting pot as the wellness industry. I think that they have to exclude the carnivore diet. They have to exclude the keto diet. But I do think that there's this crossover in the keto diet. I don't want to get away from it, but I want to get away from where I want to get to the point where what they're talking about this trillion dollar market. There's there's almost a dichotomy of who in the keto industry or the, on the keto diet are falling into the categories of still reading labels and they're reading things and they want to buy stuff that, that are, are keto labeled. I can see how that market becomes profiteering. But again, when you look at the whole food keto aspect, people who are eating meats, they're eating vegetables, they're eating things that grow, eating things that eat things that grow. And when you go into the carnivore and vegetables and whole foods, it doesn't fall into that $7 trillion market from a profiteering perspective. So all the things that, that I see in the highlights, it's interesting to understand that one of the things that uh, that uh, Dr. Anthony Chaffee argues that humans are apex predators and that they're all their nutrients that can be found in meat that cannot be found in plants. Now, I wouldn't say all of them, but for the most part, I can see how his, his point is, is in there. And he suggests that eating plants is not necessary for optimal health. You made that, that point. And on the negative side, there's other critics that argue that the carnivore diet is an extreme viewpoint and it's heavily contested by the medical community. Well, it's contested by the medical community who are attached to the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical community, which is supported by the, um, the new food pyramid, which is supported by our reactive Medicare system as opposed to our proactive ability to be healthy. So I, I really want to look at this at this video and do a little bit more com uh, com uh, commentary on it, even for myself, just to kind of look what's going on here. But I'm glad that you brought it up because I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that it should have been compared to or brought into this comparison of unhealthy, controversial, 
to some degree to people who don't understand it because of the mindset that's been given to us and how we've been programmed to, you know, eat your fruits, your vegetables, your your grains, that's where you're supposed to be going. And they just can't understand the idea of eating salt and meat, um, whether it's a ruminant meat or red meat or anything of the nature and not eating anything else. They just can't grasp that concept. So I'm, gl I'm glad you brought this room up. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you kind of went through the transcript. And thanks for giving the disclaimer that you didn't see the video, but you're perusing the tra transcript. I still think it's valuable information. So um, but yeah, great points all around. Um, and I, I understand this, this lifestyle has a lot of criticism. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it's very new. It's, it's not been used very much. Um, I always tell people, like if people ask me for advice, you know, and they're done the standard American diet and they want to do carnivore, I'm like, I absolutely would not, would, would not do it. Um, unless they have like some really severe, like health issue, autoimmune type issues, like really severe inflammation. Maybe they would jump into a carnivore lifestyle, but I would not recommend it for the vast majority of people. Um, I think starting out on keto is a good way to go. And then if you wanted to try to play around with like carnivore or lion or whatever food elimination type thing, at least on a temporary basis at first, it might be a good transition. But, um, you know, there's a, and there's a lot of things. The other thing is, too, is because, you know, why is they didn't really talk about this either. And again, they talked about it for like four or five minutes. Um is, you know, why is carnivore diet getting popular? And that's the thing is people are having health issues. And the way this story was kind of structured is it was talking about, you know, people that it kind of insinuated that people, these, some of these influencers are kind of making up uh, reasons to be concerned about your health. And it was, wasn't really valid. We, and all the people who are in this clubhouse community or people I've met at conferences, there are bucket loads of people that had healthy health issues, myself included. I don't want to get through the litany of all the health issues I had. Um, and I changed the way I eat and my health issues improved. And I think that's kind of what was that missing from the essence of talking about the carnivore diet. Again, they had about four or five minutes of, you know, talking about it and taking some quotes. But that's why it's trending is because people are eating this way and they're getting health results for things that they battled sometimes for decades, uh, sometimes their whole life. And they're either, you know, greatly in check or improved health conditions or things that are eliminated um, and people going off medications. And, you know, it, it's hard to tie this out because there's no science on that. I get it. But there's a lot of stories out there. You don't have to look very hard uh, at people who have switched in this lifestyle. And I think that was kind of also lost. That that was maybe a little opportunity, but then they'd have to talk to people um, and probably focus more on the carnivore diet. But if you're going to cover four or five minutes, you're probably not going to get around to that because it's going to be extremely challenging to do that. So um, go ahead, Dwayne. Yeah, I'd like to make one really quick point. And it's, it's based on what you had just said there about motivated by profits and um the idea that, you know, this, this slippery slope of, of eating habits or poor eating habits on these fad diets. And they think of, I think the, the word restrictive eating has been thrown around on this transcript a lot. I think the idea between where the confusion of somebody being restrictive or restricting themselves as opposed to creating simplicity. I think any, any whole food products that you eat, or if you chose to go down the whole food world or even the carnivore world i think it becomes simple as opposed to restrictive when you only have five six or seven things that you're you're able to choose from from eating 
and your body starts to get rid of whatever the issues are from a health perspective, it's easier to identify what your issues are. So I don't find it from a personal perspective restrictive. And that's, I think, when we when we look at, at part of this transcript where they refer to it as, uh, um, as restrictive or supporting the idea that that uh, we're on this slippery slope of, of uh, walking down fad diets and uh, the skeptics are coming around because it's restrictive. It, it's not restrictive. It becomes simple. Our bodies start to react the way they're supposed to react to the foods and to the nutrition that we're supposed to be eating. It becomes more simple for them to decide whether or not that they need to add something or eliminate something. And I don't, I don't believe that restrictive was the was the right term for them to be able to use and again just going by the context of what i'm seeing here in the in the transcript and what you're saying i think that the idea from from a perspective of again the carnivore and what uh whole food lifestyles are getting away from having to buy a particular supplement that's you know geared towards profit that says it's going to make you feel better that restrictive concept, I think, is is very vastly skewed in the uh, in this industry, and that's why it's so highly disputed from the medical community because they think that that the the hundred things that you could potentially eat when you only eat eight of them, they call it restrictive. But I think it becomes more simple at that point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. They did drop that word a lot, but now that you mentioned it, I do, I do, I do remember that as well. But yeah. You know, making a change in your lifestyle is restrictive just by its nature. Like, um, you know, not eating cake and all this sugar-laden foods and starches that I used to eat, that's pretty restrictive. But I'm a lot better for it when I don't eat it, that's for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's 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 a good point. Um, and um, I, I think that the, that was doing it as well. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on is the other thing that they did touch on that I really – on board with was inter, intermittent fasting. Again, they kind of tied it in with this IV drip because they because Gwyneth Paltrow does it, but she does like these IV drips sometimes. Which um, and she talked about like you know keeping her blood glucose low and stuff. But I, I don't know what effect these blood these IV drips she does has on her blood glucose. But they they kind of you know they talked about it, but didn't really address it in any other capacity. So. My question is, if somebody saw this and didn't know anything about intermittent fasting, are they going to think that you need to do an IV drip with these intermittent fasts? Because I sure hell have never done an IV drip with an intermittent fast, and I wouldn't recommend anyone else to do it because I know very little information about it, and um, I don't think it's something I would ever adopt. Um, I would say just on its face, it sounds pretty kooky, but again, I, I, I have to really kind of say I'm really more uninformed. So, Lenny, you kind of unmiked. Go ahead. Yeah, no, even without that, I mean, they never explain what intermittent fasting is other than, you know, you just don't eat, which is like doing a complete disservice to the concept. And just want to uh, mention that, did you see that Erica has joined us on stage here? Yes, absolutely. I, I did see her. Uh, I was getting to her. Um, I did send her a back channel. I didn't know if she wanted to talk. She was one of the co-hosts I assigned here. So Erica, if you wanted to speak, you can. Uh, if you don't, that's fine too, or you can't, that's fine too. But uh, welcome to the stage. And if you have anything to add, go ahead. And I'll take that, that she uh, is either occupied or just kind of came to listen. And that's fine too. So I assigned multiple co-hosts to these rooms. So um, sometimes they show up, sometimes you're not required to show up. I just, uh, I just advise people that, you know, if you can make it great, if not, that's fine too. Um, so anyway, 
Um, but yeah, I, I think we kind of covered kind of like what I kind of thought of this story. Um, I think it could have been done better, but again, if you're only going to give four or five minutes to the carnivore lifestyle, I think they kind of got the basic idea across of what it was. Um, and if people aren't familiar with it or it sounds really out there and they're, you know, going against conventional medicine, I can see why it's extreme, but I think it's cool that it was kind of discussed. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously we, we would, we, myself, Lenny, um, all of us in this community can think of a hundred different ways that this story could have been done better or more accurately if it focused on the carnivore lifestyle. But I think the fact that it's getting press is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, I, there's the old adage of, uh, you know, there's uh, no press is good press or um, any press is good press, even if it's negative. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but sometimes it's good to be mentioned and, you know, maybe it gets people more eyeballs. Oh, the other thing I'm going to add, I, I almost forgot this. If you go to this, this uh, YouTube video and look at the uh, comments, like at least the first, like, dozen of them are like yeah i did carnivore for four months my health is great and it's all like these success stories so um the uh the top comments are kind of reflecting a lot of the carnivore community which i think is great so um it's kind of cool because they're, they're, as far as i could tell at least in the first several comments it wasn't anyone like oh you know the carnivore lifestyle is garbage or ripping on gwyneth paltrow or the other aspects of the story I think they are all addressing the whole carnivore lifestyle. So, and it was all fairly positive. So um, that's great to see because that does influence how people view a video as well is looking at the comment section. So anyway, um, that's kind of my summary of the, the video. Uh, we're a little under an hour here in, in this. Um, you know, I don't really care about the length of these episodes. So I don't know if Lenny or uh, Dwayne, you guys had any closing thoughts, but I do thank you for your contributions if you guys wanted to unmic and say anything else. No, I just want to say, Nathan, I think this was a great topic. You know, I think, it, you know, and hopefully you exposed me and then probably a lot of other people, you know, making just making us aware of this program. And, you know, I think, like you said, you know, uh, agree, disagree, you know, happy, not happy with the story. <laughs> In a sense, you're right that, you know, it carnivore is, is at least getting some exposure and coverage and, you know, who knows, might make some uh, some additional people curious, keto, or I'm sorry, carnivore curious. Carnivore curious, I like it. Yeah, um, go, said, go ahead. Actually, it was kind of funny. I'm, I'm Again, I've got the video open, and uh, I'm looking through all the comments. <clears throat> and like you said, everybody that's commenting focused on that 10-minute portion of it or 7-minute portion of just about the carnivore diet, nothing else, nothing about the candles, nothing about the drip, nothing about the intermittent fasting. Uh, it was all about, hey, I did the carnivore diet and this is what it did for me. You know, I've, there's a guy here that's 73 years old. There's a guy that's in his 60s. You know, how much weight he's lost, how much he, how much more wonderful he, uh, that he has, how he feels. And uh, one of the guys says, my biggest regret is that I didn't do this 10 years ago. But over this 32 minute video or whatever the heck it is let me see how what's the length of this video i think it's over 30 minutes and the the smallest portion which is the carnivore portion of the diet uh has got the most comments defending that portion of the video more than anything else i think it just stands true to the fact that there are people that are waking up and i think that the idea behind being whole food and eating meat and and uh, realizing that they're they're having profound changes on their body simply 
makes sense to be able to follow down that path. That's for sure. So again, thanks for bringing this up and uh, I enjoyed the room. Tremendous. Yeah. Thanks for those comments. And yeah, I, I'm doing a quick glance on this too. And it looks like I, I haven't seen a, I think I'm probably like 30 comments in and I don't think I've seen them comment in any other aspect of the story other than carnivores. So that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say probably the vast majority, at least of the top comments are going to be related to uh, the carnivore lifestyle. So Again, uh, Dwayne um, and uh, Lenny, thank you so much for your contributions and your insight. I hope you guys got something out of this. Um, I'll, I think I'll be posting this. Um, I, I don't know. I got I got a few episodes now in the chamber, so hopefully I'll be posting this maybe maybe <clears throat> this coming Saturday. Um, but I always think it's a great discussion to have. So again, thanks you guys for your contributions, and you guys have a good evening. So just a couple things have happened since we concluded this episode. We recorded this on Monday. Uh, the story came out on Sunday, at least on YouTube, for uh, the uh, carnivore diet on 60 Minutes Australia. So as of the recording of this podcast, few things have changed with this story. Uh, originally, originally, the title, as you may have heard in the podcast, was called Carnivore Diets and Other Wellness Myths Busted. Um, and just as of uh, the 14th of June... Uh, Wednesday, I noticed that the title had changed. Uh, now it says, is your diet making you sick? So there's no mention of the carnivore diet. Uh, I find that very interesting and kind of peculiar. Um, and I found that uh, very interesting. Um, so, uh, and then I woke up this morning on the 15th of June, and that was Thursday, and I noticed the title has changed yet again. And also the screen capture they have on the YouTube um, story has changed as well. It, it's changed. And now it says, Extreme Diets and Health Trends People Are Swearing By. So this story's title has taken a radical turn in about, 20, at least what I can tell, 24 hours. And kind of doesn't even mention the carnivore diet. Uh, carnivore diet is mentioned in the description, but not in the title. Um, a lot of the comments, as I indicated in the podcast, are talking about the carnivore diet. Uh, people are giving their feedback and experience of themselves or others that have had dramatic improvements in their health and wellness by switching to a carnivore diet. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to add this note uh, for this podcast. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting note and just want to conclude with that and keep you updated.